Hello and welcome to another episode of the Startup Operator Roundup. I'm Roshan Karyappa and I'm Gunjan Saha and together we'll be breaking down the biggest headlines from India's startup ecosystem. So in this week's episode we'll be talking about PhonePay's plans to launch a brand new app store for the recent OS it acquired called the Indus OS. We'll also be talking about the massive growth which ONDC has witnessed in the past 2 months. Along with that we have Baijus in the news again where enforcement directorate is investigating the company under the FEMA regulations. We'll also talk with the whole uprising of AI tools how are various governments around the world are trying to regulate that. And also we'll try to understand how does this quick service apps make profit with the delivery partners. So stay tuned as we dive into these headlines in more details. But before we begin Roshan congratulations we complete 3 years of the startup operator podcast. Thank you Ooh. so much to our listeners for making this happen and hey also we cross 100 plus reviews on Spotify. Yeah that was a fantastic uh, gift. Thank you so much uh, folks for uh, rating us on Spotify and uh, we have an average rating of 4.9. 4.9 yeah. But uh, thank you so much uh, folks. I mean this has become sort of a lifestyle and obsession over the years. Uh, right? I mean we're all privileged in fact uh, to you know talk to all of these best and brightest uh, founders in the ecosystem to bring you all of this wisdom and uh, be somewhat uh, humble record keepers uh, for the ecosystem you know uh, i always say that 15 years back the amount of institutional knowledge that we had was very very limited there were no principles hacks frameworks insights none of that stuff um, but uh, yeah i mean I, i'm just trying to uh, curate some of this stuff so you know uh, people building startups now find it a little bit more easier uh, and to that end i think we've uh, tried to achieve some of that i think right uh, and thank you for the ratings i mean it's it's pretty awesome so last week when gunjan said you know <laughs> what i do uh, if we reach 100 i mean i was you know i was contemplating a few scandalous things uh, thankfully i never said any of that uh, but yeah we're at 106 ratings as of now uh, if you love the podcast if you like the podcast please rate us i mean it will help more people discover our content so yeah that's that but um, aside from that i think uh, you know it's been a rather busy week uh, globally right i mean there's that whole crisis happening in sudan and uh, the indian government uh, the armed forces have launched uh, operation kaveri to evacuate about 3000 to 4000 um, indians uh, that are stranded in sudan uh, you know the aircraft uh, i mean the the air force has sent a couple of aircraft carriers and uh, uh, you know we also have a, a naval uh, ship as well right and uh, they they they're doing some very daring rescue operations there you know i mean i, I saw a, f- a, a video and a couple of photographs and everything uh, hardly any lights or anything yeah, and then you know the landing aircrafts and uh, but also another another kickass thing of of this uh, rescue operation is that while other countries are trying to rescue their diplomats and their embassies yeah. Yeah. india was a country which really prioritized the safety of its citizens first Amazing. i think that's a great great step and just think about it right i mean us with all of its resources and you know the largest army in the world highest defense spending in the world by far right i mean even they have not been able to uh, rescue their citizens right and there's a lot of hue and uh, cry about that um, yeah i mean it's it's uh, it's really inspiring to see that uh, there's a guy called shashank mattu i mean i've mentioned him before he covers geopolitics for the mint and uh, a few others uh he had a very interesting thread on twitter uh, detailing all of the rescue missions that india has carried out uh, do check it out we'll probably link to it uh, in the description his twitter handle is @mattushashank i think yeah all right okay. what's up all uh, right, so let's get started right we'll talk about phone pay first as i mentioned they're planning to launch an alternative store for android users in india 
Uh, they'll be collaborating with smartphone vendors, which includes the likes of Xiaomi, and they're already in talks with more OEMs. The App Store is designed to support 12 languages and offer 24 by 7 live chat support. I think this was one of the biggest complaints from the Google yeah. App Store. So this development comes after PhonePay had acquired Indus OS earlier last year. And PhonePay sees this as an opportunity to create an alternate app store, which is more localized and helps in language, helps in discovery and consumer interest, while at the same time safeguard the interest of app developers. That has been the biggest problem for Indian app makers that, you know, the Google support is not reachable and the sort of reasons they give for not putting up your app or why was the app taken down without any reason, the answers are not satisfactory. And we have discussed that in depth in our past roundups. I think this is fantastic. You know, building a developer first sort of an ecosystem, uh, right? And it was, again, long due, only fair that uh, this whole Google, Apple monopoly is broken, uh, right? Uh, in terms of the Play Store and the App Store. Uh, this is smart. I mean, going direct to device manufacturers. Uh, anyway, I mean, a few of these apps come pre-installed, right? I mean, we've spoken about how the government is trying to do something about it, uh, right? Uh, so, yeah, I mean, let the new app stores uh, come uh, pre-installed with the, the devices as well, you know. And India is uh, the largest uh, smartphone market in the world. And uh, we should definitely play that uh, uh, to our advantage and leverage, you know, we should definitely use that being such a big market. Uh, so yeah, I'm, I'm really excited for this. And hopefully, you know, the services uh, improve, hopefully the developers are taken care of. And uh, hopefully, I mean, you don't see the sort of predatory uh, pricing and policies uh, that, uh, you know, sometimes we've seen earlier with the larger players. Yeah. Okay, moving on to the next bit of news, uh, the Enforcement Directorate has conducted search and seizure operations at three premises of Baiju's Think and Learn Private Limited in Bangalore under the provisions of the Foreign Exchange Management Act or FEMA. During the searches, various incriminating documents and digital data were seized. FEMA searches also revealed that the company has received an FDI to the tune of rupees 28,000 crore between 2011 and 2023. The company had booked around 950 crores in the name of advertisement and marketing expenses, which also includes the amount remitted to foreign jurisdictions. Though the company has not prepared its financial statements since the financial year 2020 and 2021, the investigation has not got to the accounts audited, which is mandatory. So a lot of things are happening. And while several summons were issued to the founder and CEO, Baiju Ravindran, he has always remained evasive and never appeared during any of the investigation. I mean, all of these are as per uh, money control and uh, perhaps CNBC TV uh, yes. reports. I think the lawyer uh, for Baiju has said, you know, this is part of a regular compliance check by FEMA. But, uh, well... Yeah, I mean, uh, there's a lot to, to be uh, seen. FEMA, you know, generally comes into play when there's a case of money laundering and so on. And... You know, there is, uh, there have been cases earlier, right, through startups, through funds and so on, uh, where uh, things have happened. Summons were not, summons were issued and uh, apparently, I mean, he hadn't shown up for uh, some of these inquiries, uh, which is why, I mean, these raids have been conducted. It doesn't really look good and doesn't bode well in general, right? Now, nothing wrong with the three and a half billion dollars or 28,000 crores uh, that they've received or, you know, perhaps the billion plus uh, that they've remitted. Except that, uh, you know, there seems to be some accounting irregularities, or at least that is what is Ill alleged, right? Um, and, uh, you know, it's it's cut and dry for Baiju's. I think they should come up with, uh, you know, whatever accounting statements they have for the last year and a half, couple of years, and come clean with it, you know, so that this controversy is put to rest. Now, we've seen last year as well, uh, there were some audit issues. I mean, there was a delay by EY, I think. Baiju had uh, appeared on Raj Shamani's podcast a uh, couple of times, I think, uh, maybe once. 
uh, talking about some of the stuff uh, so you guys could check that out but overall yeah i mean let's uh, let's hope that this uh, mess clears up personally it doesn't look good uh, i feel also byju's has been very aggressive with its international expansions right i mean in the time of fifa they partnered with the qatar government to set up uh, research centers their innovation labs over there and then of course we are seeing how byju's is going on acquiring companies to expand further into the us and southeast asia so while it may look like this is a a regular compliance check as the lawyer mentioned but yeah i mean to the public size i mean it is what it is right sometimes these companies when they grow to a certain size right or like beyond uh, you know and when they grow at a rapid such such a rapid pace i mean i i just recall what uh, raju of satyam computers had said right which is that it felt like riding a paper tiger you know i mean it can get as chaotic uh and if you're not compliance focused from the beginning i'm not saying they aren't but if you haven't uh, had this as a fundamental part of your culture then uh, things can get can get uh, very easily out of hand i mean i mean and look byjus is a big enough company right i mean uh, until before the layoffs at least they had 30000 plus people at their peak they were valued at some 20 billion dollars a lot of funding so so yeah let's uh, let's hope this clears up Okay but talking about governments uh, stepping in we also have seen how various governments across the world are trying to draft AI regulations different governments are trying to take different approach to regulate the various AI tools that has propped up for Australia Japan Spain and the US is seeking input from the public and researchers on how to regulate these software and on the other hand we have UK China and other European unions who are planning on regulations France is investigating possible breaches Italy is planning to lift the ban on ChatGPT if OpenAI takes quote unquote useful steps to address concerns over privacy and data protection. We have seen what happened to companies like Samsung when they, you know, plugged in their company data. And then we have India which currently is not planning laws to regulate AI growth. In a written reply to the Lok Sabha, IT Minister Ashwini Vaishnav said that though AI had proven to be an enabler of digital and innovation ecosystem, it did have ethical concerns and associated risks. The Niti Aayog has published a series of papers on the subject of responsible AI for all. However, the government is not considering bringing a law or regulating the growth of AI in the country. But I'm sure we will be seeing that change pretty soon. Yeah, I mean, uh, see, I'm going to say something scandalous, which is that see, data and privacy is a sort of a luxury for a country with you know two thousand dollars per capita, right? Uh, I said this uh, you know fifteen years back when Aadhaar uh, came up. right 10 or 15 years back and when people uh, you know all around the startup ecosystem specifically uh, long before they hailed their uh, you know cheering for it long before that i mean there's a lot of pushback on uh, other right i know i mean a couple of tech folks uh, who still haven't uh, got their other right um, i mean at least kudos uh, that you know they're so principled about their views uh but when there was all of this pushback that time i said the same thing that look i mean if you ask an average person whether they would choose services over privacy right they would they would no brainer they would choose services right and and forget about i'm not even talking about your you know person in the village you know subsisting on i don't know 100 bucks or 200 bucks a day i'm talking about people like us right i mean can you imagine not having the convenience of uh, other right um, having said that i don't think we need to really exchange our privacy in for this right i mean the other ecosystem the other framework has been fairly robust uh, right and uh, we do have the technology capabilities to sort of uh, build the security layer uh, required for such a thing right i mean one thing we have demonstrated very well over the last you know 5 years especially is the fact that we're able to you know drive these population level uh, uh, 
uh, initiatives, uh, tech initiatives, right? So with respect to AI, I think India has uh, is perhaps doing a wait and watch at this point of time, right? Letting some of the other more developed nations uh, figure this out uh, before they you know jump in the fray and like uh, draft any meaningful regulation on that, which I think is the right thing to do at this point, right? I mean, arguably. Uh, it hurts the US, it, ha it hurts you, Europe uh, a lot more uh, at this point, right? So let's study their responses and then, you know, uh, figure what we have to do rather than, you know, um, do what governments in India have always done famously, right? Which is just ban the hell out of whatever they don't understand. So, yeah. But India also, like with a population of 1.4 billion, right? I think the whole use case of AI is very different. 1.45, by the way, and we overtook uh, China last week, right? And... Uh, yeah, I mean, I saw this cartoon uh, in a German uh, newspaper, Der Spiegel. Not that I read German newspapers. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I saw it on social media that, uh, you know, they had this uh, typical uh, Indian train from the 60s or 70s, uh, you know, completely overcrowded with people on top. And there were some cattle also, I think I saw, uh, right, uh, showing that overtaking a, a bullet train. You know, I mean, clearly people haven't caught up. They haven't um, updated themselves uh, you know, on all of the progress we've made on uh, startups and uh, space mission and technology, infrastructure. Infrastructure, I mean, five times uh, the kind of uh, budget we spent last eight years comparatively, right? Over five times, uh, right? Uh, but, you know, you know, I mean, let them uh, let them do that. It's okay. They will catch up at some point. They will get to know of us, if not uh, already. You know, in fact, I mean, this uh, April, Europe has bought the most amount of refined oil from us uh, comparatively, right? And while we continue to buy from Russia. So, yeah, okay, interesting, but, interesting yeah. times. But but uh, enough about that. Uh, what about AI in India, Gunjan? Well, with a country as large and diverse as India, we really have to test it out as to what are the various practical uses that, can, that we can have, right? Right from checking whether your subsidies are reaching, reaching your bank accounts to training large langu language models for translations to the 200 plus languages we have in the country. I think if you put in regulation at this stage, all of these innovations will get curtailed. Yeah, but we're also very data poor, you know, we don't have systems in place to acquire data. I mean, that has, uh, you know, changed over the last, uh, you know, 10 years with Aadhaar and everything. But still, I think there is there needs to be a lot more, right? Uh, and the possibilities are, uh, you know, mind numbing, I would say, right? I mean, there's just so many things that you can solve for. And India has uh, kind of leapfrogged innovations, right? We've always leapfrogged. I mean, we went straight to mobile, for example, right? Uh, PCs and desktops, uh, uh, I mean, it didn't, mobiles like far overtook them, right? So it could be interesting times ahead for us. Okay, now let's discuss how food delivery generates profits through their delivery partners. Uh, with the Swiggy Blinkit worker strike, uh, what is showing us is that the struggles that come with the gig economy, is, it's real, right? These workers are taking their part-time jobs and turning them into full-time gigs. And now they want some help in the form of subsidies and incentives. But the delivery business, as we know, is not easy because the margins are low and things move so fast that it's tough to keep up. Mm -hmm. Now you can look at this in two ways. One is at the 10 minute delivery, most of the customers want this to be free, right? But to give this delivery fee, you need higher profit margins. But with more frequency of ordering, your, tra your gross transaction value is reducing, right? And if you go away with the uh, promise of 10 minute delivery, your... Um, number of deliveries you're making will reduce, but your margin increases. I think a lot of folks have already done away with the 10 minute or 15 minute delivery. I mean, I think like, you know, the deliveries are 20, 25 minutes, uh, if not more right now, 
you know uh, unless i mean the 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 store is right next to you and you order something ordinary like milk and eggs or something like that right uh yeah i mean logistics business the margins are razor razor thin right uh, i was just talking to this uh, friend of mine from dunzo and he was talking about how you know everything is super optimized and super clocked and still you barely make like you know 40 or 50 bucks on a, a order right which is insane right because think about what that 40 or 50 bucks has to cover right it has to cover your technology your logistics your uh, people costs and marketing costs warehousing oh my god i mean that that 50 bucks has to go a long long way uh, so it's a very tough business and uh, i'm not surprised that uh, you know these folks have reduced their uh, partner incentives and partner wages uh, Uh, subsequently right i mean uh, they also have pressure to be uh, more sustainable uh, and focus on profitability now given that you know the the funding cycle has turned so yeah this the, there will be a sort of a, a pull and a push there are some categories that have uh, you know done really well for the partners uh, i mean think of hairdressers uh, spa workers beauticians and so on right i mean these folks have uh, have found these demand aggregation platforms really really helpful really helpful like i know my guy will never ever go back to uh, you know a regular salon right uh, and plus you know all of these folks uh, nurture this uh, dream of starting up their own salon starting up their own uh, uh, beauty clinic at some point of time uh, right and and this is sort of an halfway mark right i mean it helps them to be like independent entrepreneurs uh, right and not be uh, salaried uh, employees as such right so so yeah uh, overall i think this whole relationship between the the partners and the the platforms i mean we'll we'll have to wait and watch you know i mean there'll be a push and pull on both sides a uh, lot of negotiations hopefully they'll settle at a, a reasonable medium but uh, companies like zomato are even trying to optimize or reduce their costs even further with partnerships like what they did with zip to electrify their entire uh, delivery fleet so i think companies will look for ways like that to reduce costs yeah Okay, moving on to some other fundraise news from the week. Uh, logistics provider Express Bees on Friday said that they have raised forty million dollars as an investment from the Sovereign Wealth Fund of Malaysia. Then we have Local, which is a hyperlocal content community and classified platform, has uh, raised one twenty crore rupees in a Series B funding round from new investors Global Brain and Sony Innovation Fund. Indian Quotient and other existing investors also participated. Now, local is a very interesting concept, right? They provide hyperlocal information like daily updates, commodity prices, local jobs, real estate, matrimonial, and other advertorials that would otherwise be scattered across local newspapers and vernacular languages. Yeah. And uh, I think it's pretty interesting, right? Because I definitely miss the times when, at least when I was in Calcutta, I used to use the, read the local newspaper and just get to know what's happening in the community. Versus now, where the only news I get is what's happening across the nation. Yeah. So we had Jani of Local on the podcast uh, way back when I think uh, right and uh, he has been able to sort of mirror that whole local news uh, local community sort of an experience online and he, they've done that uh, fantastically well right they started off in Andhra Pradesh and spread to other parts uh, yeah uh, i mean uh, fantastic uh, stuff uh, express b is we already spoke about right i mean it's it's uh, it's 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 a hard business right i mean i'm still waiting for the delivery ipo and I, i don't know if it'll ever happen uh, you know uh, in the coming months as such but uh, yeah it's a it's a hard business and india definitely needs uh, uh, all of the logistics uh, help that it can get you know uh, so that the cost of moving things uh, uh, you know is optimized and so that entrepreneurs can ship their products uh, 
to you know various parts of the country so all in all uh, good stuff i would say okay so for talk of town we have this uh, video that was tweeted by deepak prabhu where uh, it's a video of you know seven people i think sitting on a bicycle like a solar powered uh, bicycle where the solar panels double up as a roof not a bicycle a motorcycle a motorcycle where the uh, the solar panels double up as a roof right and it looks pretty sleek it looks awesome man i think the amount of jugad talent that there is in india is just unbelievable right you know you've seen how people use pressure cookers for you know baking cakes and what not uh, i mean it's it's crazy the the amount of jugad innovation that we have and this seems like a very interesting vehicle you know seven of them uh, going on this not the safest but uh, still you know i mean for local commutes and everything i mean this could be awesome uh, so so i yeah. think that would especially be helpful in like large corporate tech parks tech parks whatever you know i mean uh, i think there are plenty of use cases for something like that yeah so roshan uh, what episodes are we publishing this week uh so this week we'll be publishing uh, the episode with ambi murthy who's a co-founder and uh, ceo at gozen uh, again i'm i'm due to have this conversation today uh, really looking forward to it he's even got me a shatte and vesti right uh, so yeah it's going to be uh, fun i think we can look forward to some exciting thumbnails in that case for sure for sure <laughs> <laughs> yeah but very interesting business uh, bootstrap to uh, you know 500k upwards uh, in arr uh so yeah a lot of things to learn from uh, ambi's journey for sure so we'll put that out and we have a couple of other interesting conversations lined up we will publish these uh, in the coming weeks awesome so i guess that's it for this week's roundup and folks if you have stayed up all the way until here thank you so much please do let us know how we are doing in the comment section below and do like and share this episode with people you think will enjoy the content which we put out Also if you want regular updates delivered straight into your WhatsApp inbox you'll find a WhatsApp link in the description below do subscribe to that and yeah keep following us sending us your love on our, on social media platforms on LinkedIn we are the startup operator and on Twitter we are at operator startup and yeah i guess we'll be back with more amazing and exciting news from yeah. indian startup ecosystem and, and we're at 106 ratings on Spotify i'd love for that to go to 200 come on let's make that happen If it goes to two hundred, then we'll have. We'll think about it. Blue. We'll think about it. Yeah. <laughs> All right, folks. Take care. You have a great week. We'll be back again. I don't again. think that's an incentive. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway. All right. We'll be back again next week with more exciting updates. Take care. Thanks, guys.